Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi there. I am so glad you're here. And welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Actually, this is the first of two back-to-back episodes where we'll look at imposter syndrome. It's a topic that comes up a lot with my private clients, so I know it will resonate with you too. Let me start by reading you these quotes that I found. When I won the Oscar, I thought it was a fluke. I thought everyone would find out and they'd take it back. They'd come to my house, knocking on the door and say, excuse me, we meant to give that to someone else. That's a quote from Jodie Foster. What about this quote? Sometimes I wake up and go, oh, damn, here we go again. What were they thinking? They gave me this role. Don't they know I'm faking it? That is Renee Zellweger. And finally, the third quote, there are still days when I wake up feeling like a fraud. I'm not sure I should be where I am. Those words are from Sheryl Sandberg, author of Lean In and COO, that's Chief Operating Officer of Facebook. When I read these quotes the first time, I just laughed. I laughed because they seemed so ridiculous. How could these incredibly talented people say something so silly? And at the same time, I could feel their discomfort. And I could feel mine too. What about you? So let's start with what is imposter syndrome? It's essentially when we secretly think we're a fraud. No matter what we've done or what you've accomplished to date, There's a little voice in your head that is pretty sure someone's going to catch up with you, and then they're going to tell the world that you have been faking it all this time. Something about reading those quotes really struck home with me, probably because I, like you, struggle from time to time with imposter syndrome. If you've never heard of it, it's time you did. 
People who experience imposter syndrome think that any success they had is a result of plain old luck. Maybe they were in the right place at the right time, or they secretly suspect they don't deserve the success, the success they have, and they're just waiting for the embarrassing revelation. How familiar does this sound? Do you suspect that someone made a mistake and that's the only reason you got your job? Or that's the only reason you got accepted to that awesome grad school? And because of this fear, you walk around tentatively, looking over your shoulder. It's like you're waiting for that next shoe to drop. The ironic thing about imposter syndrome is you would never for a minute doubt your friend's capability. You're certain that they're smart enough, skilled enough, and they completely deserve their success. But not you. Basically, you're a fraud waiting to be publicly exposed. Any day now, they're going to find out you really have no idea what you're talking about. And you have no idea what you're doing. Just like Jody, Renee, and Cheryl. This is one side of imposter syndrome. The side that says there's actually something wrong with you and that you don't deserve any of your success. And this is what we're talking about. Next week, I'm looking at imposter syndrome from a different perspective. So you're going to want to listen to that episode too. But for this week, your thoughts might sound something like this. They, they're in quotation marks, they, they're going to find out that I'm just faking it. Or who am I to be a coach? I'm not an expert in anything. I should never have told my friends I'm a coach. Or sure, I've got five clients, but pretty soon they're going to figure out I have no idea what I'm doing. So if any of this sounds familiar, let me welcome you to the club. All in all, Imposter syndrome is really not a very helpful habit. It's a habit you may have that you have built up over the years. Every time you start something new, it might show up. Anytime you stretch outside of that familiar comfort zone, that sound, that thought, they're going to find out that voice shows up in the back of your mind. What's the impact of imposter syndrome? How does it change our lives? How does it change our outcomes? Well, it often shows up in us playing small. It may show up as overthinking, overanalyzing, people-pleasing, procrastination, or perfectionism. Whatever the descriptor, like perfectionism or procrastination, the effect is that you shrink or hide you don't show up, you don't speak up or contribute, you don't invite people to work with you, and you don't collaborate and connect. Do you notice you spend a lot of time thinking about yourself and how you feel? And because of this, you step on your greatness, you squash your potential. Ouch. What can you do? How can you help yourself when you know you've got imposter syndrome? How can you replace feeling like a fraud with a more realistic view of your skills, strengths, and weaknesses? 
So here are six strategies you can use as you build and as you start to overcome imposter syndrome. The first is keep a success file. Accept that you've played some part in your own success. And by that, I mean a success file is a some place. I use it on my phone or on my computer, or I even used to keep a paper copy where you capture your achievements. You collect copies of thank you notes, performance reviews, testimonials, just notes from your clients that tell you how much you've helped them. Second is you go back and look at that success file from time to time, especially when you're feeling kind of like a fraud. And you're going to remind yourself, wait a minute, I'm a work in progress. I'm not terrible. I'm not fabulous. I'm somewhere in the middle. Second strategy, look at the data. Look at the evidence. What have you worked on that others have benefited from? What work have you done that people have appreciated and found useful? Approach how you feel from a more logical perspective. It will help. So for example, have you sent an email to your clients and somebody's responded and said, gosh, that was really helpful. Or did you post something on social media and you got a couple of comments from people just saying, I really needed to hear that. Look at the data. Number three, share your feelings. Now you might be tempted to stay quiet or isolate yourself because you might think you're the only person who feels this way. Thoughts of imposter syndrome brain thrive on isolation. Don't let it. And notice what I call it, imposter syndrome brain. I do it on purpose. It helps to keep it a little bit outside of myself. So that's right. Don't let it thrive in isolation. Instead, do something about it. And one of the fastest ways to dissolve that fear of being found out is to share it with a friend or a peer or a mentor or your coach. As you connect, you're going to feel way more understood. And your friend, your mentor, your coach are going to be able to help support you and remind you that you too deserve the success that you've experienced. They're going to remember and remind you of all those times you worked until 3 a.m. on a project. Or they're going to remember how you spent years researching and writing your thesis. Or how you spent months and weekends practicing your coaching skills, taking your coach training, working with mentor coaches. And they're going to remember when you worked on your business from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. every night while you're getting established. In a nutshell, they don't have the same viewpoint that you do. They're more objective. They can see and remember those things that you might not do anything but take for granted. So the fourth strategy, accept that you're human. You're better than you were and you learn and grow every day. And accept that there's going to be times you're going to make mistakes and other times you're going to hit a home run. Sure, you might be used to being a perfectionist or having a people-pleasing habit, but you can learn to self-accept. 
it all starts with your thoughts and a decision, just a decision to begin appreciating, respecting, honoring yourself just the way you are. The fifth strategy, shift your focus. Look at the results of what you're doing and the value you add and think about who you're helping. Instead of hyper-focusing on your own self-doubt, when you get out of your own head, you're going to spend way less time fussing and more time contributing, and you're going to feel way more confident and fulfilled. Finally, strategy number six. Remember this very weird and ironic thing. The people who suffer from imposter syndrome are usually the most capable and committed people. Imposters fear that they're going to be found out to be fakers. And in truth, the ones who are usually really faking it often actually believe they are better than they are. Have you ever worked with anyone who, at least on the surface, thought very, very highly of themselves? But then when it came time to contribute, pitch in, actually do something, roll their sleeves up and be part of the team, you found out that they were just a mouthpiece. They were just hot air. There was no substance to them at all. Yeah, if you're like me, you've seen people like that. So isn't it ironic? Most likely, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're probably not a fraud. You're probably human and an overachiever and capable and committed. Remember, there is a huge difference between being a fraud and being new or in a place of learning or in a place where you're willing to make mistakes and grow. So let me recap those six strategies that you can use again. Number one, keep a success file. Number two, look at the data. Number three, share how you feel. Number four, accept that you are human. Number five, shift your focus onto the people that you're helping. Number six, remember, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're probably not a fraud. Hey, I so appreciate that you're here as part of my community. And I hope that you're applying these things that you're learning on these episodes too. I want you to know that I make them practical on purpose. I do this so that I can support you as you become a coach and as you create clients. And if you want more help, maybe you resonate with how I speak and what I share, or you just want to work with me, then we should talk. So if that sounds like you and you want to make faster progress, you're eager to get your first paying clients and you want some help along the way, click the link in the episode notes and we'll set up a time to talk. All right, that is it for today, you guys. I am so thankful that you spent this time with me. I'll be back to talk with you next week. We're going to talk about the second part of imposter syndrome. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, 
and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.